The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is to go on this town tonight. Sometimes Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. Got a lot to talk about. We're gonna do some uh some football, NFL football. We're gonna do some NBA. We go all across the board with this NBA stuff. Uh, got Ken on the show. Ken from ATL, you with me? Hey, what's going on, Kwame? How are everybody doing today? Everybody's good. Great man. to be back this town. week. I am on my Bacardi and Coke right now. It's nine o'clock. It's nine o four right oh, now. Oh, you got the liquid lunch going today? You know what? I eat breakfast. I fix me some egg whites and fix me some sausage. I had a good workout this morning. But it's 12 o'clock where you are, so I'm good. You can drink at 12. <laughs> yeah, but I'm drinking a little bit of a long, little, little iced tea without the uh, alcohol, though. Well, you at work, too. Yeah, they, 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 that, that might explain too. it also. Yeah, you might be right about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's up with Coach B. Coach B haven't called in yet, so I guess he'd be calling in a few. Or maybe uh, he's uh, with, with the school. Well, what is he in? Back in the sensitivity classes again? He's no, no. He, he, uh, I don't know where he is. He's uh. I don't know. He haven't called in yet, so we'll see. Okay. How was your holiday weekend there? You know what? It was actually pretty good, man. It was, you know, you know what I did? Shit, I had two golf tournaments. I had two golf tournaments, and I won both of them. And I know you're a player <laughs> hater, so so me winning just put a little more icing on the cake. But it was long. Uh, had a good time, man. Watched the circus do the thing to the Lakers, and we're going to talk about that. I know you got something to say with that. Oh, you know I, it. We got a minute with Ken. I don't know what you're going to say, but we'll get into that later on in the show. Uh-huh. Coach B. Coach B Yo. is going. So, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Yeah, Hello and behold. We was, uh, we was just about to talk about you. I don't know, but... Uh, I'm in the Big Easy, baby. You need That's right. That's right. You had to go to a wedding. Wedding, yeah. I had to go to a wedding on Saturday. My little cousin got married. So I that's a funeral. Actually, actually, that's a funeral. I spent a couple of days down here in New Orleans hanging out. First time I've been back here is um, post-Katrina. Um, and it's just like it was before, man. It's, you know, one thing about New Orleans, people down south, they don't skip a beat, man. You know, they, they have their turmoil, their, their problems, and um, they settle those issues, and um, they get back to doing what they do best. And that's party, have fun, and live the way of New Orleans, man. It's a beautiful place to be. I thought you went down there after the season, after you got done coaching out here. I thought you went, because you, cause you went cross-country. You drove back home. Well, I didn't go. I, I, stopped in, I stopped in Alexandria. Oh, okay. Okay. Where my dad lives. So, by the day, this last couple of days, I've been down here. Last three days, I've been here in New Orleans. Hanging oh, okay. out. Down, staying down in the French Quarter and off of Bourbon Street. All right. Well, I'm glad you chimed in, because I did want to ask you a question. I want to put you in the uh, president's seat, the coaching president's seat. Uh, you, um, you, um, uh, let's talk about the Indianapolis coach. You, the president for the Indianapolis coach, you be a Napoleon. Uh, okay. 
and, and, and Peyton Manning having four MVPs in a Super Bowl, contract is up 2011, there's a lockout. What do you sign this guy to? Now, I think he's worth whatever you're going to pay him, but what do you sign him to? Because at the same time, let me add this to it. You have uh, – and, Ken, you can weigh in on this too as a coach. Um, you do have Tom Brady. Tom Brady said he's not doing the um, Patriots any favors this time. He's really going to get his money this year. So as, so as a coach or the president who can pay Peyton Manning, which you have to pay him, what do you pay this guy and for how long? Oh, well – Peyton Manning. I think this is Peyton Manning's tenth, eleventh year, right? What else? I think this is Peyton Manning's like eleventh year, tenth or eleventh year. But he's a quarterback, and he's he's really touched. So uh, he's had one of the best offensive line in the past three years. But what do you pay this guy? Well, you get you got to get Peyton Manning kind of person to get the max contract, no matter what. You know, like you said, four MVPs, one Super Bowl victory, then to the Super Bowl and took an L. Um, you know, you got to give this guy. He's been he's number one. He's a consummate professional. He's, right. a face of your, he's been a face of your franchise since the day you drafted him. Right. Okay, you, he, gets, he must have the max contract. He will finish his career as a Indianapolis Colt. Absolutely. Okay. It would be crazy for – he's one of those guys you'd like to see uh, start to finish in the same uniform. But, 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 when I, but I ask you that because he has a lead record for – uh, MVPs, and he has a Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady contract, Tom Brady has to be uh, get a new deal. But he has more Super Bowls than Peyton Manning. So, as an Indianapolis coach, Bill Polian, he says that he will be the highest-paid quarterback. So, what do you think Tom Brady is worth? He, he, he missed Tom one Brady year from also injury. worth being a max. You know, you know, with these two quarterbacks, we're discussing simple fact because they're both number one in professionals. They're both are the best at their craft and what they do. They both have Super Bowls. Tom Brady has no MVPs. Maybe a Super Bowl. Tom MVP Brady had MVP performances, but the lead is so so competitive at that position. Yeah, I can see how it'd be tough. I can I can't understand how he goes at all. I I, I could because that that in New England Patriots team, it's more of a team sport because we really don't know who the superstars are. Those guys just find a way to win. And, and, right. and coach, and, and Ken, you can weigh in on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, on, you know, coaches speaking on a you know coach's perspective, and you know me, I always speak on a fan's perspective. But you know, Peyton Manning. I don't even know why we're having this conversation with Bill Pauline about this. Paid a man, the greatest quarterback that's going to ever play the game when this man retires. He's going to own every passing quarterback record there is. He's going to smash them all, including Far. Okay, Tom Brady, like you said. It's been more of a team. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't put up the numbers consistently every year. Like Peyton Manning, he will not be in the top five uh, discussion, you know, best quarterbacks ever um, stat-wise at the end of his career. Like Peyton Manning, I don't think Tom Brady deserves the max. As you can see, you could just stick any quarterback in there like uh, a Castle, Matt Castle last year uh, after Tom Brady uh, was injured. And uh, look what happened. This man – you know, became a superstar, but goes to Kansas City and flops. So, so I MVP think with New England, it's the system. It's the system in New England. So I don't think Peyton Manning, I mean, uh, Tom Brady deserves a max because you can stick anybody in that system and be successful. Peyton Manning, like I said, that's a no-brainer. Peyton Manning, max, greatest ever. That's a good point you make. You make a good point as far as bringing up it's the system. Um, so the MVP, you can say for that team, is more of the coaching and their philosophy because – 
the guys did come in there and win 11 games. Uh, Matt Castle did come in there and win 11 games. But then he ends up somewhere else, and he's like, why is this guy a quarterback in the National Football League? And Peyton Manning, as uh, his coach said, has always been a consummate pro. He does the right things on and off the field. Now, I'm just playing devil's average. That's why I put um, Coach in the coaching seat. That's why I put him there and in the president's seat. What, what, what would you pay this guy? Because you never hear anything bad from him. Um, and not that we hear anything bad from Tom Brady, but the style and the way they approach the game is probably similar. One is more of a team guy. And one guy, mm. as far as um, Peyton Manning, if he's not in the game, I don't, I don't see them winning. I don't see them having a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And you also so, got to look at uh, Peyton Manning is not just the face of the coach. That was a great point that he made, but he's the face of the NFL. Who, how many commercials do you see this guy in? This guy is in what, every commercial for the NFL. That's true. And when, he, and when he started making commercials, I thought that was the greatest thing because when you, when you try to peg a guy of being a certain guy a certain way uh, as far as a dry humor and Peyton Manning, those are the most funniest commercials uh, made, and I like how he approached them. He, he has some of the funniest YouTube commercials out there, uh, you know, when he's coaching the kids, playing a sandlock football game with the kids, uh, a lot of dry humor, and, it, and it's good to see a guy like Peyton Manning um, outreach himself like that. And it's funny, you're right. He, he, he should be one of the highest paid. He should be one of the highest paid guys in the National Football League, not just because of what he does, but how he goes about his business. And I'm sure you guys would agree with that. I think Coach was going to call back in because he had some trouble with his line. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. And like I said, I mean, you got to look at this guy's commercials. This guy is very personable. I mean, he has, he has the personality that the NFL is looking for, um, that they want their superstar to be. And you got to look at Tom Brady. He's not really a you know personable guy. You know, it's, you know, he doesn't have the personality that really sticks out like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, you know, I really didn't – Cared too much for the guy when he came out of college when he first came to the NFL. I thought it was just really you know hot. And, you know, he didn't talk to the media back then. But now this this guy is actually a funny guy. I enjoy his commercials. He is funny. I, enjoy, I, I can attest that I agree with you on that 100%. I enjoy his commercials. He's a funny guy. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like a like your favorite comedian. He's um, you know, It's just the, the humor. He's so dry mm-hmm. that you look at this guy. We're not used to seeing it from him. Mm-hmm. But he's really trying to be funny. And he is funny. He is. I want to shout out to Amy Glansman out down in Fort Lauderdale, down in some probably raining weather, always raining down there. But she's a Colts fan. She's from that neck of the woods. All she does is NASCAR and, and the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Amy Glansman. Thanks for tuning in. Also, um, but Tom Brady, being a, and we're going to get off this for a little while, but, mm-hmm. but both of those guys has performed at the highest level of the game at, at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the dollar amounts, I think it will be a – It'll be a difference now. Peyton, now the New England Patriots would try to do the most they can for um, for the guy, but I can't see them matching a Tom Brady like I mean a Peyton Manning like numbers. Okay, let's go all the way back to the beginning then. Drew Bledsoe, he was in New England. That wasn't a mm-hmm. bad team. He did actually take them to the Super Bowl. Remember? Right, he was. Okay. He, 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 leaves, he leaves the system. You bring in a la Tom Brady, and he takes them to the Super Bowls as well. Who's, who's to say that if Drew Blesser would have stayed there and they kept bring, bringing in all the pieces that Tom had to lead him to the Super Bowl, he wouldn't have did it because look what happens after Tom Brady goes down. 
emergence of Matt Castle, who rode the bench also, just like all the rest of them did. You know, you bring them into the system where they already had the pieces together, they're a winning franchise. But then what happens if you take a Tom Brady, just like Matt Castle, stick him in Kansas City where he don't got the weapons like that, does Tom Brady become a flop too? One thing you've gotten from Peyton Manning over the years is consistency. The man knows how to win. 4,000 yards every year, 30-plus touchdowns, less than or about 10 interceptions a year. This man wins. I, I, I would agree with that because especially when you uh, alluded to earlier in the segment that it was, he's in the system because Drew Bledsoe, all he did was win. At one point, he was the highest-paid um, quarterback over over five-year period. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever made that much money than Drew Bledsoe's made mm-hmm. as, at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. So yeah, who's to say Tom Brady wouldn't have flopped? Mm-hmm. That's what Tom Brady was a – he was Matt Castle. Tom Brady got drafted in six rounds. So they really didn't see – coming out of Michigan, University of Michigan, they really didn't see uh, that type of starting, that type of star power in Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But, but when you look across the board from a fan outside looking in, you, you don't see – you really can't name a lot of stars. You can name Tom Brady, uh, Wes Welker. You can name those guys. You can name uh, Randy uh, Moss. Uh, Moss. You can name Moss, but you can't name anybody else. But those guys just constantly go out there and get it done as a team. Mm-hmm. All right, but we're going to look. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back another day, and we'll finish up with that. I want to mention another quarterback to you, and I want to get your thoughts on that, Ken. Coach B, call back in. we we'll get your thoughts on this, too. Think Dante Culpepper. Formula Sports Sometime Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey welcome back to the formula sports sometimes we show with ken from the atl we were talking about tom brady and peyton manning but also before we went into the break I also want to throw a name out to you guys, Dante Culpepper, who went from Detroit Lions to the Sacramento Mountain Lions, rejoined his, rejoined his old quarterback, Dennis Green. Coach on off the air, you were saying he was going hard. What do you think about this guy going? I mean, he's only 33 years old. I think at 33 years old, at quarterback, at the quarterback position, you can still play the National Football League. Why well, is he falling off to where he is now? And I'm not saying – He's still playing football because he's a passion. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. But um, I, I was playing golf with Coach Jim Fossil, who has the, the Las Vegas team, and they won the first inaugural championship. But they say they go hard. They go hard in this league, man. And it, it is just a, at some point it's going to be compar- uh, comparable to the NFL. But give me your, uh, give me your stance on uh, what Cole Pepper and where he is now from the uh, Detroit Lions to the Mountain Lions in Sacramento. And not Sacramento. Yes, Sacramento. Well, my thought process is, you know, that the um, the UFL is not, you know, it's not the XFL, it's not the World Football League of the past, or the uh, the um, United States Football League of the past. Um, I think that because of the, the the pay structure and the situation that that each um, team is in, it's going to be a very successful league. And the reason why, you know, Coach Green and your coach from um, the, the um, Las Vegas team who actually won the inaugural championship this past season yeah, um, has, you know, said this league goes hard because these kids, you know, they, they do it for the love of the game. The NFL is, you know, is the, you know, the, the glamour and the grit and the glitz. You know what I'm saying? It has all these lights, action, and, you know, everybody dreams about playing in, in the NFL. The UFL is a, is a league where people who want to play f- professional football and enjoy playing. Can still play if they can. Dante Pepper for going to the Mountain Lions. Of course, he's not playing against the same talent that's in the National Football League. He's playing probably to the third and fourth string guys. And in some cases, you have a lot of veterans who who leave the NFL to go to the UFL now to play. Well, let me um, ask. He'll be, he'll be successful where he's at. Simple fact because of the league he's playing in. He knows the system. He played in the system for nine years in, in Minnesota. Very successful in that system. And he's going to. He made He won't have Randy Moss. But he'll have, he'll be successful with the Mountain Lions. Well, let me ask you this, Ken: With all the um, football teams, the NFL, with all the football teams like the USFL, like the um, the World League that we had overseas, uh, and now we had what we had the uh, what was the other one, Rich? The uh, XFL. XFL. Why are these uh, leagues not able to sustain? And the NFL is. I know they put more money. I know it generates more money. And as Coach said. The, uh, 
glitz and glamour, but why they're not able to sustain like the National Football League is. And I don't think Dante is not playing against the best of the best because some of those guys can play in the National Football League, and you know the politics uh, of the game, Coach, because you coach. Uh, and I think that would be a great um, coaching venue for you to get into because it's, you know, you're still playing with some of the top, most talented and best athletes in the game. But, Ken, my question to you, why is not able to sustain as, as well as the NFL? Well, first of all, you got to look at the XFL. Let's not even call that part of this conversation. That was just a joke right, right there about yeah, this man. Okay, that was inter- that was entertainment. WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. That's all that was. Okay, this, you want to talk about versus, uh, you know, the, the the USFL, Canadian Football League, World Football League. Maybe because this league actually has more support and more backing from the NFL. The NFL has been searching for a long time now for a minor league where they can raise, you know, players who, you know, probably couldn't get a shot uh, because of the roster. But now here is a way they can go develop their skills and, you know, and have a shot to come back next year and, you know, maybe even be allocated or invited to a camp. But I think, you know, the support for the NFL, I think, is the biggest difference. you got Denny Green, Fossil, uh, two winning, uh, you know, really great, great coaches who can get back into the NFL and coach today. Right now, right, uh, right, you know, you know, went there and supported. I think that was, you know, those coaches went there uh, at the request and the backing of NFL. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, you got more support, and then you also talk about, you know, people like Dante Culpepper. Um, I think this is where he belongs because, just like we were talking about with New England Patriots and their system, I think Dante Culpepper was just went into a system where he had a good year with Randy Moss, but after he no longer had Randy Moss, every team he went to, he just flopped he really didn't do that great so i think he was just a system quarterback i don't think he was a great quarterback i think this is where definitely can succeed at it you know somewhere like the united uh football league i asked um uh, before i can even finish my sentence but i was asking coach fossil uh will he go back to the national football league but before i can even finish that he said nope because here's one of the reasons here's some of the reasons he said he wouldn't first of all he's the head coach so he gets a million a year on top of endorsements and all that stuff um Whereas the rest of the players are there, the most they can make is probably sixty thousand. But except the quarterback, some players can make hundred thousand. Yeah, quarterbacks may be be able to make a hundred thousand, but other than that, but this is what the coach said. He said, uh, "There's no scouting involved. He's the general manager, the president. He had, there's no scouting involved. There's no scouts involved. Where you can't tell me this guy's good because you like him, and then I have to uh, now as a head coach in that football league, I have to see if this guy can play. Now you drafted him because a lot of GMs and head coaches are not the same people, and some and some organizations they are. But if you drafting this guy, so you got to figure out if this guy can play or not. So Coach Parcel said um, he don't have to deal with that nonsense. The guys he know to have talent, he can evaluate talent himself. The guys he know he have talent, they can come in and play for him, and he can have his team exactly how he wants to. Because most head coaches can't have their team exactly where they, where they want them or who they want and when, and, and at the same time, uh, GMs and owners give them three years to build a team. I don't think three years is long enough to build a team. If you can come into a ready-made team, but you got to give me the credit card to go out and get certain players where it fits my team, not that you may be the best player out there in the league because you may not fit my team, a la uh, a Randy Mouse and certain or, or, or a, um, T- a Ter- Terrell Owens. You may be one of the best receivers still in the game, but you don't fit my team because the chemistry. You got to have a chemistry when winning football games. I don't know what you guys, if you agree with that or not, but you can speak on it. Yeah. Well, 
You're great, Coach. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, as a coach, you know, as a head coach before, D coordinator, you know, special team coordinator, if you don't have chemistry within your team, you don't have, you know, people that rookies and second-year players can look up to, you don't have players who understand their role and not worrying about everybody else's role. They know everybody else's role, but they worry about their role because they know they know their role and every other eight guys or 11 guys know their role, they will be successful. Chemistry plays a big part in it. Um, you know, as, you know, like you said, Coach Foster said, he likes the fact that he can sit there and, and, and dictate who's on his team, who's not on his team. He can right. by himself, right. not with the, um, a scouting department, the NFL, the draft, the owners, and all this and all that. It's a great, it's a great system for them. And as a well, coach, that's what you want. A team like the New England Patriots would, would fit that mold. Yeah, it does, because that's Bill Pelt. Bill, but then you got to understand something. When people go to the Patriots, they, go, they know they're going to the Patriots. They're going to get what they can get and be happy they're there because they are going to be competing for the Super Bowl every year. Some teams aren't going to do that. Buffalo Bills aren't going to do that. Washington Redskins aren't going to do that. You know, recently within the last three years, Arizona Cardinals have been able to do that, and they have been and they've been able to do it with a lot of um, you know mid-level paid players. Well, well, you know what, and Ken, I'll let you go after this, but let me briefly, let me quickly say this: um, you, you talk about the Cardinals have. Uh, has been able to do that with the mid-level players because that's that cloth of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And these guys come from Pittsburgh. And, you, and we watch the draft, and we know these teams. Pittsburgh Steelers only get guys in the third or fourth round and make them players because they, don't, they expect their players to be players in two or three years. And what a lot of teams can't afford that type of luxury where you have to come in and play right now. Uh, so Pittsburgh, they get a lot of mid-level. They, you see them trade first-round guys, but not the obvious, okay, I got the – 10th uh, pick in the first round. Of course, they want to take that pick, but when they have two or three first, well, two or three, two picks in the first round, probably two in the second, they've been successful, successful with guys in the third and fourth round. And these guys become stars. I wouldn't say superstars, but they become stars and they understand the role of their team and they were able to win Super Bowls the way they want them. And Ken, That's I can, you can uh, look yeah, right I, I on that. I totally agree with you. I mean, you got to look at Pittsburgh Steelers can take superstars like uh, like Santania Holmes, Foot, Ferrier, mm-hmm. Porter, Randall L. These guys can go to other teams, and guess what? They're still competing for the Super Bowl. They're still competing. Because they know how to get their players, bring them on slowly, maturely, and ask them to step in and be stars within two or three years because they know any one of those players is going to be gone after, you know, one or two years of playing there. You know, they get their names built up and make that money. They're going to go somewhere else. So they got somebody right in line to uh, step in line. I mean, you got to look at uh, to- uh, Tommy Harrison. Uh, not Tommy Harrison. Uh, James Harrison. Step right in. Nobody expected this guy to be a superstar. Now he's the defensive player of the year in the NFL. Right, right. And, he, and, and well-deserved, man, because uh, I don't like to go with the norm, like whose name is what, but this guy, if you watch him play football, I'm sure you could have gave it to at least three more guys and, and on any defense in the National Football League, but also you got to weigh in that which team is winning. Um, but if you watch this guy, uh, Harris, play, he plays every play. He goes out and try to – he makes a great effort of getting to the ball and getting to the ball and coming there being reckless and making plays for his team. Uh, a lot of guys don't understand that every play can be your last play, so why not go hard? Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of confusing me when I watch football today. That with these guys, you can still see guys walking. But there's some guys in your neighborhood with trade positions with you or guys that you know that keep getting cut every year that would trade positions with you, but they keep going hard. But – a guy like uh, James, James Harrison, 
will go hard every play. So you can understand why they get guys like that, and they end well, up being deepest in players of the year. Well, also you got to understand too that a lot of these, a lot of these guys, you know, unfortunately, well, fortunately about that we don't know too many. Well, you know a lot of more than I know, Kalon. But you know, these guys they get that they get in the league and they think, oh, I'm in the league, I made it now. You know, right. I can go to a number one draft pick from Iowa who thought because he was the number one draft pick in the league that he didn't have to do what he needed to do. Three years right. later, well, we, four we, years later, he ain't tell you what. We're going to elaborate on that a little bit more. You make a good point on these guys get too comfortable. How do you get comfortable when your dream is to play in the National Football League or your goal is to play in the National Football League? You get there and get comfortable. Carmel for the Sports, sometime Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We'll be, be back in two minutes. Talk about some Lakers and fit up with Coach B. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan, or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. PM Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. 
America Sports. Hey, welcome back to Formula Sports. I'm Sean Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We left off, man. We talked about the complacency of some players getting to the certain level and getting comfortable. But uh, right now we're going to move into the coach's corner with Coach B. Uh, coach, you got it. My coach's corner today is just simple and quick. Washington Nationals, uh, first-round draft pick last year, Steven Strasburg, will be starting tonight at National Stadium in the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. One thing about that is the fact of this is the first time the last two guys that the Nationals signed didn't sign with the Nationals. Um, they just drafted um, the number 17-year-old catcher out of Las Vegas yesterday in the NBA in the NFL. I mean, well, the Major League Baseball draft um, as their starting catcher. Expect him to be in the starting rotation sometime about three to four years um, through their minor league system. But the remarkable thing is Steven Strasburg gets drafted last year, last June, about the same time, and his mate had, and his non-starts in, in minor league. He has a 1.33 ERA. He started the night in Washington. I think it's going to be great. It's a great thing for the Washington Nationals. We've always been in the doormat of, the, um, of our conference, of our um, league um, in, in, in Major League Baseball. And I think now it's, also a, it's an opportunity for us as a national fan and the Washington Nationals as a city to move forward. We're in the top three in our division. It's going to be a great night. Uh, I'm excited about it. Yes, I'm in New Orleans, but I get to see him in the next um, five games um, do his thing. So I'm really excited about that. Coach, so let me ask you this briefly, briefly ask me this. How uh, soon before the Washington Nationals become a contender powerhouse, if you will, um, to compete for those World Series? Well, we need we we're probably about good one or two years, three, maybe three years away to even get into the into the pennant race. Okay. Um, you know, we were leading out of leading out of division a couple months about a month ago for like a one or two games, and then we dropped down. But you know, it's just a simple. I'm sorry, not leading. We're in top two. Um, but right now, it's just a simple fact of, you know, we got young talent coming in. You know, you know everybody knows the team moved from Montreal because Montreal was, you know, the attendance and um, just the economy up there wasn't well for the team, so they moved to Washington. And it's been a great success right. for us, but, again, it's going to take some time. We're starting off right, and, you know, we keep we have, we have a great starting lineup. We need some people, other kids to come in and fill in, and we'll probably be competing against, um, the, you know, the Yankees, the the sell the I mean, the Boston Red Sox and so forth, and the Phillies. Okay. The Phillies pretty soon, so I'm excited about the possibilities with the not Washington. All right, good. All right, good deal. Now, Ken, I'm gonna ask you about the uh, Lakers. Before I ask you about the Lakers, let me give a shout out to Scottsdale Camelback Resort with Clark Rawlin and Jody Legum. Uh, they, I think they did a great job with the golf tournament they put on in Camelback with the Crystal House Foundation. It was excellent, man. I was able to put into. Um, I mean, these guys got me a banner and everything. Not not just about me, but well, the cause for it. I mean, the poverty, the education, uh, they make a great effort in, in trying to uh, help others around the world. Again, you know, my thing is always trying to help others right here first, and then let's take this and expand it throughout the world. But um, Crystal House Foundation, they did an excellent job. They had a tournament. It was uh, well put together. Um, my team won. I mean, that's no surprise, but my team won. I thought uh, I thought these guys did a great job. So I want to shout them out, uh, Clark Rollins and uh, Jody Legum over at Scottsdale Camelback Resort. Ken, you a Lakers fan? Yes, sir. You know, I thought the Celtics, I thought the Celtics in the first game of Lakers would get the Hollywood, the glamour, the lights got them, as Coach B say, the glitz and glamour. 
the lights got them. All their all their shots was like short arming. They was uh they looked exhausted, looked tired. Now KG looks that way all the time. But how do you explain Paul Pierce? How do you explain Paul Pierce not showing up in game one, and then not showing up in game two? The momentum of um, and this is my opinion. Kobe didn't go hard in the first part of the game, whereas he can get Ray Allen in trouble. Ray Allen got hot and hit had seven three pointers before halftime. And then I couldn't understand the um, the interview the interview that Kobe had after game two. And I want you to elaborate on that because I know you was if you weren't in the front row of the TV, you had to be at the Staples Center. So elaborate more on that. And I and what's Kobe talking to? Not so much not wanting to talk to the media, but directly talking to the guys who didn't show up on that game, too. Um, well, we're in panic mode again, like I always tell everybody. Don't be in panic mode. We talked about this during the Sun Series when, right. uh, when it was tied up 2-2. What did I tell you? I said, don't panic. It's going to be 4-2 right. Lakers. Everybody's like, oh, no, Lakers are going to lose in seven or Lakers in seven. No, 4-2. It's over. It's done. And they did it. Okay? Don't panic. These are the defending world champions here. Okay? The Lakers are uh, probably, you know, probably the best team in the NBA this year. All right? They're okay. Let me get out. Let me. Let me. They're supposed going through what they're going through right now. Okay? This is normal. You talk about this is the Eastern Conference champions here, a team that pretty much swept everybody they faced this year. This is a team that's not even supposed to have been there, but people forget that this is the 08 champions that they're playing, who beat the Lakers, okay? That's what I was going – that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You, say, you say the Lakers are the defending champion, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But the year before that, it was the Celtics, so – Exactly. The, the Celtics, Lakers got the better. They, they, they adapted to what they were missing in that first series, which, you know, you just brought Gasol in in 08. He wasn't familiar with the, uh, the triangle. You, you had a year to adjust. You bring in the players that you needed to compete with Boston, which you always do. You always bring in players that you need to compete with who you lost to the year before, which was Boston. Well, uh, same they've thing the Dallas Mavericks didn't do. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've done it. They've, I mean, yeah. whoever would think that in 08, unlike the last game, the Lakers set a, a block shot record in the finals, 14 block shots. That wouldn't have happened in 08. We're out no, rebounding. No, no, no. We're longer. We're taller. We're lengthier. I mean, down below, we're killing Boston. We're getting them in foul trouble. They're almost out, getting ready to get fouled out of games. This is a well, you know that, Laker team. That's Don't, where I had a problem with the Lakers mm-hmm. when they had most of these guys, most of the starters in foul trouble, and they couldn't get them out the game. Uh-huh. I also had a problem with the Celtics when Kobe had five fouls and he finished the game. You mm-hmm. go at Cal- oh, Kobe. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You go at Kobe. You keep attacking. But you've got to understand this. If they in panic mode, let that be what it is. But the Lakers are not, not playing the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, the Boston Celtics are a totally different team. Mm-hmm. They have a little height. They have uh, more height than the Suns had. Mm-hmm. When I watched the Lakers in the Suns game, it almost looked like a father playing with his kid, telling him jump with the ball, reach the ball, try to get it, mm-hmm. just playing with him, teasing him. That's how the, that game looked with those seven-footers playing against the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns will never be able to compete until they – Mm-hmm. Well, they they compete with everybody. I take mm-hmm. that back. But they're not able to get to the finals until they get some big men who understand mm-hmm. that game and who can run. Mm-hmm. But now, as far as the Lakers and the Celtics concerned, it's one-one. Home court advantage has switched, and mm-hmm. Paul Pierce and KG have done nothing in those two games. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, we can anymore or not, we can when those guys get hot. 
We could beat Boston to Boston. We did it in December. We went there. You the can. First you they, can do it. The first game they yep. played in December, well, I'm gonna Lakers go to went there and they one. beat them convincingly. Convincingly. So Coach. I wouldn't panic just yet. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going to put it out there right now. Lakers Uh-oh. will take two out of three in Boston. I guarantee it. Well, you want to bet on that? Coach, let me ask you this, Coach, before he – because Ken's drunk. Ken, I'm drinking. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think it's Bacardi and Coach. And he at work told me he had some tea or something. He said they're going to be two games in Boston. Two games. I give him yeah. two games in Boston. You understand. Coach, how you understand. How do you explain KG and Paul Pierce not showing up? Only thing you can explain is the Lakers, Lakers bench is not as good as the Celtics bench. They, game two, two or three of the guys on Lakers, well, two guys on Lakers bench didn't even play that well. They didn't even play at all against the Lakers. You know, my, my, my thought process is this. All right. You know, Laker fans, they're always disillusioned every year when they won 30 games a season. They're talking about they're going to win an NBA championship. You know, it's, it, it is what it is. No one is saying, and you know, you're sitting here saying they're going to win two out of three in Boston. I don't know what's in your tea, what you're drinking <laughs> or sipping on or sniffing on. Long Island. You drink Long Island. You outed me against the Suns when I called it. You drink it Long Island. Are you you know, like, you're talking about the Suns okay. here, Ken. You're, are you talking about the Suns? Who did y'all really beat in the Western Conference? Not really anybody. We played three. The Lakers, the Celtics beat the number one team we, in the National we the Basketball Association. NBA? Come on, coach. Give him more credit than that. Uh, we know you're anti-Laker, anti-Kobe fan. You're on the East Coast. That's expected. But let me tell you, Lakers will win the series four games to two. Oh, my goodness, man. You forget. You look. Okay, see. I'm, hey, remember Kobe okay, was the one that said Lakers was going to lose to the Suns 4-3. Remember that? I said, don't panic. 4-2 Lakers. I don't remember Take that. my no. word. Take my word. Dog. Listen, I say, yeah, I did say that. I said the Lakers will lose to the Suns. Well, the Suns and the Celtics are two different entities. They're two different beasts. Those are two. I can't wait till we get a minute with ago, Ken on that next year, segment. Two years ago, I remember distinctly that the Lakers, everybody talking about Lakers going to beat the Celtics, Lakers going to beat the Celtics, and the Lakers got spanked. Okay? Last, night before last, in L.A., in L.A., you made a run, you couldn't withstand the run. Oh, Kobe was in foul trouble. Kobe this, Kobe that, whatever. No, well, he not going to win the series. Still, Ken still hasn't explained to me why the Lakers, well, Kobe Bryant in his interview was a one word to the media. Now, I understand it, but I want some explanation to it from, from a Laker. He died, Ken, died like, Kobe, Ken is from Kobe California. Kobe is focused. Kobe is You know what happens when Kobe gets mad. He's going to come I know, out and I know. him up. I know that, but look. I got a question for you. Why is it everybody else don't do their job but Kobe? Everybody else do their job, but we just need – what it is – Answer that question. Our everybody else don't do their job yet. Kobe yeah, always – no they, they don't do away. this, they don't do that. Our X Factor hasn't awakened yet, and he will awake. And we're Who talking about Lamar O'Dummy. Lamar O'Dummy will wake up. I can't <laughs> – Okay, he, he, old dummy will wake up. You know, as long as he just put the caffeine and the honey buns and the and the, and the, and the gummy bears down, he leaves that back in L.A. I think, on, and he plays a lot better on the road. I think when he just gets home, you know, well, going, wife, going hanging out with the Kardashians and eating his gummy break, bears. We That's got a break. Wife. We got to take a break. They got a baby coming. Don't, don't hate on him. <laughs> no, but his wife is pregnant right now, so he, he can't concentrate. He let his home. He let. He bought the home. To the uh, to the arena, his wife is pregnant allegedly, whatever that is, and uh, it may maybe he do need to show up. But we're gonna take a break. We come back. We got a minute with Ken as soon as we come back. 
Crumble lots of sports. Sometimes Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. We be back, and Ken is drunk. You need? I'm calling. What's your boss number? <laughs> to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports joe cribs no average joe is here for you the fan to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports we'll discuss not only the headliners but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today it's a forum for the sports fan hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, no average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lambo racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey welcome back to the crime national sports i will say sometimes we're rich but we got ken from the atl which has uh dished out on us uh, i appreciate dr singleton uh ruben and the guys over there Giving my my sexy voice music. Oh no! Welcome back to the show, Dion Singleton. Hey, Dion, be at the house tonight. We we we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna do the Celtics Lakers again. Ken, what let's up? go to a minute with Ken. But before we do a minute with Ken, let me uh, announce this real quick. Uh, fans, don't forget the Cornell Sports fans. Sometimes Rich Show, Ken with ATL. Don't forget to check on One Accord Foundation. Go to on One Accord Foundation dot org. Uh, you can always check out the website. Tournament has been postponed to August 24th, around August 24th, 27th, those days. But you can always reach Kalithia Horton. Every information number that you need is on the website. Call in if you want to be a part of it. All the celebrities out there, give me a call. Let me know. We have a few. We have a few spots open for you. Ken, 
What's up? Let's go, let's go with a minute with Ken. Well, I've thought really long and hard about who my today's uh, man with Ken uh, player was going to be today, but I came up with a shocker today. Today I came up with a group of people. I'm calling them my new Raiders of the East Coast, the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Phillies fans. First of all, we start out when they've got guys getting tasered on the field. Then they got their fans <laughs> vomiting on the coach's kids. Now we got three- to four-year-old kid gets caught on video on Monday at the game tossing back a Bud Light like it ain't nothing. And nobody around them, no adults around them are, like, concerned about it. Like, it's just normal. Philly fans, what are you doing? Or should I start calling you Raiders of the Lost East? That's your new nickname. Raiders of the Lost East, Philly fans, congratulations. You've graduated. You're now officially Raider Fan East. Did you I, I like that. I like that, Raiders of the Lost East. <laughs> that's, that's, I like that a lot. But a kid throwing back a Bud Light, three have or four-year-old kid? video? I have to forward that to you. It is, I mean, it is, you, you would never believe it. And it's all on YouTube, and it's just, it's really I, you know a what? lot of hits. I, I've always thought that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans and the Raiders fans were alike anyway. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you go to Oakland, you got doctors and lawyers dressing up in those Halloween costumes, <laughs> and they cussing you out. They know everything about you. Everybody thought drunk. the Eagles fans was just as violent, just as rugged and raw. Mm-hmm. Hey, but the, the kid, though, he had to learn it for somebody. I mean, you should see the video. The guy is, like, really tossing it back like a grown adult. Like, he's been doing this already forever. I well, mean, you know he was what? a pro at it. Wait till if you see the video. He's a pro. If my son gonna drink, he gonna drink with me first. I guess mm-hmm. that's what he was saying. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, 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 but you can also you know what legally, I think that's child abuse. Yes, and you know the DA, I'm sure, has gotten a hold of the video already. Yeah. I know oh, they're yeah. already looking in the, in the audience who was around the kid. I know right. they're gonna be blasting the picture and wait, you know, asking for people to come forward. Who knows this kid? Who knows the parents sitting next to him? Because they got clear shots of all the adults around them. So well, you know, I guarantee you we're going to see some type of legal action coming real soon, as soon as uh, the adults are identified. I can tell you how it's going to go down. And first let me say this. Everything, everything that's funny ain't laughable. So that's some nonsense right there. But here's, here's how the defense is going to go. That was a beer can, but there was no beer in it. No, it was a bottle, brown bottle with the blue, with the blue Bud Light label right on it. There's no way they can say uh, it was a soda. <laughs> That's great advertising for Bud Life. I worked at Bud hey, Life. I'd be a great head marketing department. <laughs> you can start right now. You always enjoy the taste of Bud Light. Oh my goodness, that's great advertising. But they're gonna say it was nothing in it, even with bottle or not. They're gonna say there was tea. You can't prove it. You can't mm-hmm. prove the kid was drinking. Mm-hmm. A kid can hold. I think a kid can hold a Bud Light bottle. Um, depends on what's in that Bud Light bottle. Uh-huh. But but it is crazy, man. For the, yeah. even just for the. Just for a kid to be around that beer, a three- or four-year-old kid to be around alcohol mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Yeah, and, yeah, you got to go back and, you know, this is going to lead to some more arguments about uh, kids around adults at uh, ballparks drinking. It's going to cause all kind of debate because of this right here, this video. And they're, I mean, the video just started playing on YouTube. It's taken a lot of hits already. Um, it, it's going to be all over. I guarantee you it's going to be on PTI later, ESPN later. It's going to be all over the TV. 
So the legal fallout is going to be over this. And I feel sorry for the parents because I'm sure the parents probably already didn't caught wind or, or seen the video at least. And I know they're like, oh, my God, that's my baby. Oh, that's us. And just think if they got jobs that uh, have something to do with kids, uh, how that's going to look on them. That's just it. I don't feel sorry for the parents. No, you shouldn't be. I don't feel sorry for the parents. If they're idiots, they're going to be – they was always idiots. Uh-huh. If you think that kid – Four years old, got to that game and had his first drink. Was it? It was a uh, male kid. Was it, it was, a, a boy or girl? A boy. And you I mean, he, you you gotta see the video. He tossed it back. I mean, up one hand, one hand oh tossed goodness. it up by the long neck. Just tossed it up okay. like, oh man, I've been doing this forever. Thanks, pops. <laughs> cheers to you, pops. <laughs> hey, pops, what you think that catch? Oh, it was a good catch. Here, cheers. <laughs> But see, that's Philadelphia, man. We talk about the game. And let me congratulate the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago uh, uh, Blackhawks are up 3-2. And it could be closed out real soon, like tonight. When is that next game, tonight or tomorrow? Uh, ooh, that's Because I know they went, two, I went, they, they went up two. Uh-huh. They fully went back home and had a little more physical game and ended up tying it up 2-2. Chicago mm-hmm. just won the other day. Yeah, I so, believe uh, it's tonight. I, no, not tonight. Tomorrow. I believe it's tomorrow. I believe it's it has, uh, in yeah, between, I don't think it's in between the, the game. Tonight. It's in between the NBA games. See, I'm, okay, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, but I think Chicago going to pull it off. Chicago just got more talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly wasn't even uh, – the Flyers wasn't even that team to be in there. Mm-hmm. But when you get in, you in, you find a way to win. And, I, and that's what the Philadelphia is, so-called – Broadway bullies are right now. They're not mm-hmm. the Broadway bullies from the 70s. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is just uh, their but, year. This is just Chicago's year. Yeah, this is Chicago. Chicago won't do it, man. Yeah. I didn't get into hockey until I was in college, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Detroit Red Wings, and then uh, Diane Lemick, who was my uh, high school, well, one of my high school trainers and a math teacher. She teaches me about math to this day because I used mm-hmm. to like it, but I had a terrible teacher. She said, mm-hmm. "You should have got in my class. You still like math." Mm-hmm. But she loves hockey. She's go. She's been to every hockey arena. Mm-hmm. Um, in the country, uh, mm-hmm. out, even outside the country. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't get into hockey, man, until I got into um, until I got to college, and I and I thought it was an interesting uh, sport. Those guys skate better than they walk. You got to understand the the line, half line, and offsides. There's actually offsides in there, mm-hmm. and I imagine there will be because there's offsides in it, in every other sport. Yeah. Hey, it's a lot more difficult than I thought. Like I said, I didn't get into it, believe it or not, until I got to Phoenix and, you know, my little brother, when he started playing. I was like, wow, what's this, hockey? Oh, okay, I get into it now. It was okay, very Joey interesting. Joey just told me uh, the, the game is in Chi-Town tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow night, like you said. Yep, in between the games. Yep. Okay. And I'm also li- really looking forward uh, to seeing uh, Steven Strasburg pitch for the Nationals tonight. I forgot to tell Coach. I am, too. I, yeah. I didn't want to uh, get into the Coach's Corner because I wanted to get you back on them Lakers because you were talking crazy. And I, I'm, we got about a minute <laughs> left, and I want to – I want to get back on that Lakers stuff, but I'm I'm very interested to see this guy pitch for the first time in the majors. Yeah, I'm they call this guy that. the Messiah. Yeah, and yeah. that is interesting. Uh huh. And yeah. I mean, this guy throws a hundred and three miles per hour uh, fastball. He has a twelve to six breaking ball. Uh, I mean, his uh, he, he spent what nine games in, in minor leagues. Uh, he went right. seven and two. Uh, ERA was just under uh, two. Uh, they say he's ready. So I'm well, very anxious to see that this guy might be the the pitcher they need to really get this team uh, back into contention for that division because they're right there, one, two games out. They're right there. Right. And, and, and that's why I asked Coach how long it's going to take for them to get into some, a, a more competitive, dominant team where they compete mm-hmm. with the, uh, the the Yankees and the Phillies and teams like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Man, look. 
Yeah, at the end of the show, man, I had a great time as always. I appreciate you. No, not a problem. Right. It's always been fun. Hey, Kwame Lots of Sports, sometime Rich Show with Ken from the ATL. Hey, check out that fan page, kid. Ken always does a great job. Keep you abreast of what we're not talking about on the air. That way you can always make comments. Go to our fan page on uh on Facebook and uh you know, you get get the information. We'll talk about it on the air. Ken, I appreciate you, man. Hey, always looking forward to it. Hey, Dion Singleton, uh keep the music going, keep us in check. Start and finish. I appreciate you. Dion be at the house tonight. We're gonna do it. All right. Kwame Lots of Sports, sometime Rich Show. Thank you everybody for listening. Call in next week. Or check the fan page. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericasports.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by voice america talk radio network its staff and management